to be honest. I need to finish my university applications. <laughs> this is giving me Talon's applications flashbacks. <laughs> Hi everyone, and welcome back to To Be Honest. I'm your host, Grace. And I'm your host, Amy. And as the To Be Honest might suggest, <laughs> I have finally started my university applications. Yay! Yeah, and they are due like January 13th, January 15th-ish. Um, okay, good news is I've handed in the most pressing things. So like the administrative work, which we'll get into. Um, but I have a lot of supplementary things that I still need to work on. I was having a talk with my family a few days ago before we handed in the administrative stuff, and that led us on a whole talk about careers and what career would fit me and what programs I should apply to right now. So we thought we'd take this opportunity with the podcast and talk about that, and then also just talk about the uni application process a little bit, so so Grace can get a little more well-versed in this random stuff. Yes, yes. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't think I'm even the right person to ask, though, because I have not been on top of my university application stuff at all, and I'm kind of just asking my friends as I go, and I'm just like, oh, is this website the right one? Oh, okay. I just I just do this right, and I don't need to worry about anything else. So... <laughs> it's okay. I trust but... you. It's fine. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> also, apparently, um, the deadline is very close to my birthday, and Amy says good luck on that next year. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but then I brought up directly after that Grace probably wouldn't procrastinate on her essays and stuff. And I brought up immediately after that I am not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But okay, to be fair, they get released in, I think, October. So you have mm. plenty of time to work on it. And then since you're not in IB, you mm. might end up doing early. You're, you're probably going to end up doing early admission anyways, because yeah, that's a smart move to do. Wait, first yeah. question. What's the difference between early admission? Dude, and dude, I don't even know. <laughs> okay, allegedly, <laughs> early admission, I've heard, gives bolsters your chances of getting into a certain university. Ooh. I'm not completely sure how it works, because I heard that there's, like, some weird systems. I don't know if this is only U.S. universities or um, Canadian universities as well, but mm-hmm. I've heard that you can apply to one university as your early admit, and then you have a better chance of getting into that. But if you get into it, you have to go. You do? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I've just, like, heard that around. But do not take my word for it. Um, take it with a heavy grain of salt. Okay, a sprinkling of salt. A healthy yeah. dose of salt. For the Canadian ones, um, yeah, I've heard a couple of people apply to early admission. Most people apply to early admission if they're on top of things. And I'm pretty sure that's just good because some programs are first come first service. Like if mm-hmm. you get in, then the program will just fill up, and if you're late, then the program has the risk of being already full. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, the smart move to do would just be apply early. Smiley face. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and then also for Canadian universities, I think it makes you eligible for more scholarships, or maybe it just makes you eligible for scholarships. Ooh, have you been applying yeah. to any scholarships, Amy? I know no. I asked you this a while back. <laughs> I I really should be. But I, I just haven't been doing it, which is really stupid of me, but... It's uh, okay. Yeah. You know, at least I'm working, so I'm getting some money in that way. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> now that we started, I wanted to talk about how my uni application process has gone so far. Yes, So basically, the, the only universities that I'm applying to are some in BC and some in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one in Quebec, McGill. So mm-hmm. I think... I have six in total, which I don't know if that's a lot, but it might be kind of a lot. 
But also, they don't need that much work because it's just Canadian universities. Mm -hmm. So right now, I have UBC, SFU, Western Ontario, um, UFT, so University of Toronto, McMaster, Waterloo, and McGill. And then I was thinking about United States in the past, but I got lazy. And then also, I never took the SATs. And although a lot of them don't even ask for SATs anymore, but I just didn't want a smiley face. <laughs> and I never really wanted to go to America anyways, just out of personal preference. But yeah, it's something that's encouraged mm-hmm. in a lot of Asian communities if you guys are financially stable enough to think of it as an option. <laughs> yeah. No, my dad said, like, United States education is good, but, like, probably don't consider it unless you have a scholarship there. Because if you're not a mm-hmm. U.S. citizen, it's super expensive and it's just, like, not worth it compared to what you're going to get from the education. Yeah, I really think education-wise, like, the actual stuff you're going to be learning isn't that different. The mm-hmm main difference and the main appeal is just the name that comes with it yes and then i used to have like a huge vendetta against this because i thought it was really shallow and then i just got annoyed (laughs) from hearing it all the time Mm -hmm. but like as time has passed i can recognize that it certainly is useful like it's not gonna hurt for sure in your Mm -hmm. future endeavors but then judging by how much it is like if you're really comfortable then yes go for it but if it's really just for a bit of clout, I would say Canadian University, just all, all the way to go. Especially for your bachelor's. Master's, yeah. you can always con- um, consider somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're good at what you do, or if you're persistent, or if you're passionate at what you want to do, um, you're going to end up finding a way to get that career that you want to, or like to find a good career opportunity anyway. So the name brand itself isn't going to do that much for you. I feel like it will help, especially with the first job, because like you probably don't have much other work experience or much other stuff to put on your resume. But I feel like also they probably get to know your character a little bit more and just find out if you're a nice person to work with. So I don't think we should worry too, too much about going to a super super prestigious school yeah um i think it also might depend a little bit on what you're planning to go into Mm -hmm. as well yeah because if you're just planning to do a service job if you're planning to become a doctor or something like that well i guess it would help for medical school actually i don't even know if it'd help with getting into medical school (laughs) but i i can see that if you're going into business and if you like need to interact with a lot of people who Mm -hmm. might take that as pays face value how the um, label as an Ivy League graduate could help, but otherwise, I really don't see any need for it other than just clout mm-hmm. rigging material. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, so for BC universities, you use, I'm pretty sure you just use Education Planner BC, and then it's just a site, and then you put in all your personal information, it shows you a list of colleges and universities, and you just choose one, choose the program you're interested in, and mm-hmm. then pay the money, and any supplementary application stuff you might have to do. Mm-hmm. Ontario universities are the same thing, you go on to OUAC, and if you're applying from out of Ontario, but you're a Canadian citizen, then that's 105. And then there's also no write- essay writing or anything like that, you just choose your university's program and pay money. <laughs> and and a lot of the ones, a lot of the programs, especially if they're competitive, will ask for supplementary stuff. Mm-hmm. I think Waterloo has a supplementary form for everyone, but it's not mandatory unless you're going for some programs. What are the supplementary things? Like, what do they entail usually? Do you know? 
Supplementary, it's just your typical application stuff. Probably mm-hmm. some things you're already really comfortable with. So just activities, extracurriculars, some mm-hmm. ask, essay questions. Some of them will be personal. Like, how would your friends describe you? That's a UBC one. Mm-hmm. Oh, UBC yeah. asks for essay writing. <laughs> <laughs> Cry for everyone. So buckle up for that if you're trying to go there. <laughs> um, although it's not a lot. Don't worry about it too much. Mm-hmm. I should say that to myself. It's not a lot, Amy. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Nike. Embrace yeah. your inner Nike. Yeah, but it's a really typical essay question for them to just ask you, mm-hmm. like, oh, what activities do you do? What do yeah. you learn from it? Typical yeah. stuff. I heard some programs have interesting ones that don't try to use. Like, I think I was looking into the McMaster Health Science program a lot, which is mm-hmm. super, super competitive, <laughs> really competitive. And I'm just like, eh. And then their supplementary application is a lot more quirky because they don't want to use extracurricular activities and accomplishments mm-hmm. as a measure of success because they... Mm-hmm recognize that not everyone has the same opportunities right so their essay questions are really interesting it's like they ask you to take a hot take on a quote or something like that like i think they quoted i forgot my angelo and then ask you to write an essay on your thoughts on that um but then there are a lot of different choices it is cool that's the only one that stands out really Mm -hmm. so much writing and (laughs) (laughs) and yes some of them require references. I think UBC requires two references. Mm-hmm. Some of the supplementary stuff might also require references, although I haven't seen anything else other than, like, if you put down an activity and they want to make sure that you actually participated in that, then you'll need reference. Mm-hmm. But UBC is the only one I know of so far. Also, I'm not applying to engineering or computer science or anything super competitive in that range. And then from what I've heard, or in business as well, they need the most supplementary stuff. So if you're planning to go into that, then have fun. <laughs> Lucky, I don't think I'm planning to go into that. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. But then I still need to do a fair amount of supplementary stuff just because Mm -hmm. I'm looking at some other programs. Yeah. And I'm just like, I mean, why not try though? Which programs are you looking at right now? It's mostly just health science, life science, medical science, that area. Mm -hmm. And then if I wanted to spread out a little bit, I'm looking a little bit into business stuff. Although I definitely do not want to be a full-time business student. No, thank you. (laughs) But I feel like it'd be good to get a little more well-versed in that area. Mm -hmm. Just because I don't know if I want to commit myself fully to the medical side of things, you know? Mm -hmm, Like if I wanted to go into the more administrative side or more management or more like government job that's mm-hmm. related to health or life or medical sciences then having some type of business background would definitely help yeah. and then also if i have the opportunity i'd like to take a minor in psychology because if i'm honest if i could study any subject purely based on interest and like passion i guess i would choose psychology or the human sciences but as we all know way too many people study psychology and do not find thriving <laughs> careers in it and also social sciences uh, is okay i'm not trying to discourage anyone but Mm -hmm. i've heard that it's not a super viable career option Mm -hmm. because there's just not a lot you can do with that yeah um that makes a lot of money (laughs) so that's the issue Mm -hmm. but you know what like I'm not someone who's really, really passionate about anything, so I don't really find an issue with that either. I'm just trying to get on with life, and as long as I don't hate it, what I really study doesn't matter to me that much. Mm, That makes sense, though, because, like, I guess having separate jobs and hobbies kind of uh, helps you define your work-life balance a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Like, I know Mm -hmm. there's, I feel like there's a lot of propaganda that's just like, do what you love and like just make that your career and that's what your career should be but although that may work for some people i think in reality for a lot of people that can be 
slightly damaging just because um, if you're always doing what you love and your career is what you love, then it might be hard to focus on other aspects of your life. And that might just like kind mm-hmm. of take over your life. And then I feel like it also might make it easier for you to be taken advantage of in the workplace and not know it just because you're so passionate about something, which is also really great. But like also I feel like I've heard a few people talk about losing their passions in an area once it became work. And Mm. I feel like that's something that might happen to me, possibly, which is why I am also not exactly trying to go into a place where um, I'm super passionate about. Like, I don't think I'll ever really go into a job that's, like, super creative. Like, I don't think that I want to depend on a creative job for money. Because, like, first of all, a lot of those jobs tend to be more independent, I guess. And unstable. Yeah. (laughs) And also, it's just like, I feel like I might lose a passion in a creative thing if I'm doing it for my job. I don't know Mm -hmm. if, I don't know if I would, but I feel like I might. So. (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely relate to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that brings up like interesting points because when my family and I were talking about careers, Mm -hmm. we were kind of going in different directions because I never really felt passionate about anything. I was never, like, super set on a career or anything like that. Not like my brother, who everyone knew he was going into computer science ever since he was young because he was that programming kid. But <laughs> I was always just your average, cares about school, a decent amount, Asian, goody-two-shoes kid at school, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. The general direction for our breed, I think, is just general sciences. If you're really extroverted, then business or something like that, or econ uh but yeah other than that i think general sciences is usually just the safe route to go and then i'm basically that anyways Mm -hmm. okay what we did in our family when we were trying to come up with program stuff was my brother went in the direction where he was like asking me some personality questions like he went through my mbti stuff and tried to look a bit into there Mm -hmm. um and then also he was asking me on how i wanted my career to look like in the future what i wanted my life to look like in the future because like grace was saying that there is a lot of propaganda (laughs) around just following (laughs) your passions and maybe that is actually a thing and then we just don't understand because we don't have a very set passion like some people Mm-hmm. But from my understanding for me and a lot of other people, it's not really as obvious a lot of the time what your passion is. And then your career isn't just supposed to be based off what you're purely interested in. You're supposed to look at what you want your future to look like and what your career options will allow you to do within mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, my brother was asking, like, how stressful do you want your job to be? Do you want to cruise by and make a decent wage or are you really motivated to push yourself? And then my response to that was like, I'm not a particularly hardworking person. I definitely want to make a decent livable wage with room for hobbies and travel, but I don't need to be super prestigious or anything like that. I don't need to live um, super affluently as long as I'm comfortable and have room to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then I'm pretty comfortable with that. Um, and then also he was asking like, uh, what balance of academics and parties slash socializing do you want to have in university? And then that's like something that's kind of overlooked as well, because especially when we're choosing programs, I mean, it's a smart thing to do to just look at which universities has the best programs of what you're interested in. Mm -hmm. Also, like, I think something that's overlooked a lot of the time is what you want your social life to look like or what community you want to surround yourself with. And then that's something Mm -hmm. that's really big in university as well. For sure. And he'll ask questions like, oh, what's your ideal work environment? Because one thing that was really important to him was his work environment. He really feels like the space around him impacts the quality of his life and his work. Mm -hmm. While he was asking me, oh, don't you want to work in a place like this? And I was just like not particularly it's not something that's super important to me 
which is like one of the clear differences we had in what we're looking for in our future careers where I my biggest important thing was like my coworkers and the community around me like the mm-hmm. thing that would impact me and my opinions around my job the most would probably be my coworkers mm-hmm. and how happy I'm around with the people who are around me and whether they're good people whether I can connect to them that's what's really important to me in a career so that makes that makes I don't know career searching a little easier now that you have these qualities that you're looking for mm-hmm, yeah yeah and then he, okay wait I'll continue down the list a little bit um he also asks like what type of work do you enjoy doing the best so logical or creative or like following a recipe and my response to that was I don't mind following a recipe as long as there are new developments and interesting challenges that arise mm-hmm. so when I was interesting in it interested in a nursing career that was one of the options because nursing obviously you follow protocol protocol you do a lot of the same things every day but also you meet new people every single day and then every day is probably not the same and then there are new challenges that come up but ultimately I think we're ruling out we've ruled out nursing anyways because um I don't want a super stressful career and nursing mm-hmm. is a really stressful career yeah. <laughs> as much as I didn't want to admit it. <laughs> and also, I like doing creative work on a side for sure, but I'm not also like Grace, I'm not really an artist or I don't think I'm an artist and I wouldn't be really comfortable going into a field that's committed into solely art because I feel like there are so many other people who are really passionate about it and I'm just like not connected either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be quite honest. So yeah. What else? Also, do you like managing people or do you prefer to work under someone else? I can take minor leadership roles. I enjoy minor leadership roles, but I cannot be the front page leader dude, you know? (laughs) Second in command! Yeah, no, I'm not a very responsible person, I'm not gonna lie, and I need someone to manage me. (laughs) If I would be- if I'm self-employed in the future, I would be such a wreck. Oh my god. (laughs) I I need a boss, (laughs) man. I don't trust myself. Okay, I'll just finish off with his last two questions here. Describe what makes a perfect day for you. Um, and then my answer to this was just working with good people, not super stressful job, time for hobbies, social time, and having a dog, and just ultimately living a balanced life yeah. that I'm happy with. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. what motivates you. Yes. And then I was also like, okay, there's nothing that's really driving me to be great or to do my very best or anything like that. So I was just like, just living a good balanced lifestyle where I'm happy with everything. And then I have a boss <laughs> and then I know what I want <laughs> to do and I don't despise the work either. And I just have like a good environment around me that's encouraging me to work and do my best. Then that's all I need to motivate me. But it's not like, oh my god, I need to become famous. Okay, no, I need to become rich because I must work super hard. Or it's not like I need to feed a starving family, so I have to make sure I put food on the table every night. There's really nothing that extreme for me. I just want to live live a pretty moderate, nice life. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would agree. I feel like we're in similar places right now with our careers. We're just like, we kind of just want to be happy. And I feel like you talking about the nursing thing also, like, I feel like I've, I'm kind of in the same boat that you were in, in the sense where I'm like, I don't think I want to admit how stressful yeah, it might be. Yeah, I keep on trying to put off, like, whenever I tell people I want to be a nurse, and then there's like, oh my god, their work hours are so bad, and they're so stressed, I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. And I feel like I would get really stressed, especially if I was dealing Sick with, like, all the time. difficult yeah. yeah, like, people in difficult mm-hmm. situations, you know? Like, if you have to tell them really hard-hitting news. And obviously, in those situations, sometimes people get, like, really upset. 
And like, I feel like if people were upset at me, then I would not handle that Mm -hmm. the best. Like, I don't think that would be the best for my mental health, to be honest. Um, (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Because that's become my, um, one of my go-to career choices, I guess, when people ask, hey, Grace, what do you want to do when you Mm -hmm. grow up? And you know, you can't just say, like, I don't know, because then they're just like, well, you're in grade 11. I feel like you should start thinking about it. Thank you. <laughs> so, I, I haven't been thinking about it at all. <laughs> oh, no. my God. <laughs> so my, yeah, my go-tos are, like, nursing and similar to Amy. It's, like, nursing and, like, something life science-y. Because, well, the, the thing about any other science, like life science thing, is that a lot of it is research. Like, I can't find many other jobs. Dude, I have no idea what people who, sci- who study science go into in the future. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like, I, I don't know, I just don't feel very confident doing research. I feel like I've never been one to really, really, really love doing labs. I don't mm. know. Yeah, no, me too. I, I don't want to go into research either. <laughs> um, and I don't really want to get a PhD or anything, too. That's way too much study for mm-hmm, me. Yeah. Because I feel like I prefer doing working with more concrete mm-hmm. ideas, possibly, mm-hmm. than... Than coming up with new theories and testing them out. Yeah. And writing papers. That feels difficult. Yeah. But I guess if people... Like, if I had a supervisor or, like, more experienced people to lead me through it, because obviously I'm not going to be on my own. Unless I go off on my own and try and publish my own research paper, that would not go well. Because last year in grade 10, we had to do an independent research thing, and, like, our teacher gave us this, like, university research paper about birds as a sample, and, like, we didn't really get a very full criteria. But anyway, we just had to do, like, this whole research project, and it had to be on something that is relatively new, like, something that you can't find a lot of info Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. online. But, like, I don't know. I I enjoyed doing it, but it was also really stressful. And I think the thing was I was, like, managing myself. Like, I had to come up with a good plan to do it. And, like, I just, like, was kind of on my own boat. So maybe that's what's leaving a sour taste in my mouth. Pardon my dramaticness. Um, So I feel like it'd be better if I had people around me. Because, like, similar to Amy, I feel like the people around me, like, the community matters a lot to me. The, the issue of scholars and, like, PhDs and researchers and stuff kind of links with the idea of um, not really just choosing your career directly on what you're interested in, but looking at what type of career you want to lead or what type of work life you want to lead. Because if you are really passionate about a subject, then, like, research would be a viable option for you or, like, a good area to look into because research is pushing the boundaries of that knowledge of that field. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, that's what like scholars and all those academics do. You study really hard, you get all the knowledge that is known to man about this career, <laughs> about this subject, kind of, and then you do your own research and then yes. you do your own work to push those boundaries of knowledge. Um, but like versus the working yeah. people who just, it's like on um, that question earlier on what do you want to do with your job? Do you, are you okay with following a recipe? Or do you want to do creative work? Do you want to do logical work? That's kind of the same thing as well. Like <laughs> if you're trying to go into the healthcare system, then of course, like, you need to do some research to get there, I guess, but a lot of the times, once you're in that system, you're just following a recipe, you're using all the knowledge you have, you're still learning as you work, but um, it's more systematic, I guess, and then you know what you're doing every day. And then that's, like, what you want to look for when you're looking at what career you want to go to and what you want your future to look like. 
because then in that case, if it's not really just about the subject anymore, it's more about what you want your life to look like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you're really passionate about a subject, you can be one of those cool research people. <laughs> Haven't found my cool research passion yet, but we're, we'll be looking. <laughs> Anyways, like I wouldn't say don't worry about it too much anyways because the mentality that I'm basing a lot of my career stuff on right now is that a lot more doors are going to open for me and once I'm in university and I'm just a high school student right now I really don't really know anything about careers and um working and everything like that and getting into a career (laughs) in healthcare or whatever so and also like something I've heard from a lot of people is once you get into university your mind completely changes after you start taking some classes and then you really like some and you really hate the ones you initially thought you'd really like and a lot of people end up changing their minds anyways so don't worry about it too much right now would be my advice and then just look into and just look into a general area that you're interested in because it would be very helpful for you if you can determine a general direction for yourself so that at least you're not wasting your time by doing something completely different you know and then you've already started on the Mm -hmm. right path and you just need to narrow it down now rather than switching gears completely um but then don't put too much stress on yourself right now because you're going to learn so much more in university and just choose a path that'll give you a lot of options and a wider range and then most universities do this for you for in the first year anyways like you don't generally declare your major and minor when when you go in you wait until the end of your first year or even your second year and then you declare your majors and minors so don't stress about it now you'll figure it out later and then also that's the mentality that i've just chosen to adopt because i'd rather not worry about it right now i'd rather just leave it as a problem for future amy so this is good news to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah on right before we recorded this i went downstairs to get a glass of water because we all know that grace is severely dehydrated at all times Mm -hmm. of the day um and on the way back up i was talking to my brother and i was just like give me a random piece of careers advice the first thing that comes to your mind um my brother said like a similar thing where he was just like don't worry too much about finding a career you're going to like it'll you'll find it eventually Mm -hmm. like everyone finds their thing and everyone goes on their journey and like it might be in university um most likely things will change and also i've heard uh quite a few statistics that are like so many of the jobs that we'll be doing in the future haven't even like arisen yet and we don't know what's going to happen in the future, what kind of workforce they'll need. So don't worry, everyone's going to find yeah. out. <laughs> so just work on yourself and work on developing the techniques that would help you be useful to something, some cause, some company in the future. Because there's a lot more than, of course, like it's going to help if you're really knowledgeable in the area that you guys are looking in. But I guess it's like the more businessy side of things where you want to be good at communicating, you want to be good at self-managing, you want to be good at organizing yourself and other people and have leadership experience and stuff like that. Like those are the tools that are going to come in use in all jobs. So yeah, if you don't know what career to look at or like a specific direction that you're you want to work on then just work on the general stuff because that's going to help a lot more there are definitely some first year programs that are a lot more structured that are based in a way that oh you can just finish this in four years and then you'll have this degree and you'll be prepared to do this type of work and then i would say like if you're really sure about what you want to go to and then you've done your share of research and you've had like some experience in that field and you've like done i don't know bring your kids to work days type of stuff and you're confident about that (laughs) then go for it it's going to save a lot of money and time and it's a smart idea but if you're really not sure then i would say maybe not go into one of those speed speedy programs because yeah Yeah. like chances are you might just study really hard and and end up realizing that you don't like it anyways 
and then that would suck because you'd put so much effort into it and then ultimately decide that you don't want to pursue it anymore you know i think amy and i both had this thing back when we went to new york for our super prestigious elite piano competition that really wasn't no it was a bit of a scam don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) but um we i think we both visited yale at separate Mm -hmm. times and one of the things that drew me there was like this that's so dumb because it's like one throwaway comment that they made but it was like you get to visit different classes no i heard that too and that was also something that really drew me there it wasn't just a throwaway comment yeah and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of the selling points Actually. of the school you get to visit different classes and you get to like not declare your major until i think the end of the first year or the start of the second year or something mm-hmm. like that but it was just like it offered so much more flexibility and that was like the one reason where i was like you know what yale would be cool and honestly like after i told people you know what yale would be so cool to go to because of that one thing that i heard about there when i was doing the tour mm-hmm. a few years ago um they were like oh do you want to go into like law i mean yeah that is what yale is famous for yeah exactly and i'm like no i just want to go there because apparently you can you know go to different classes honestly i think most universities do a pretty good job of that anyways like even in the canadian Mm -hmm. ones the most you do is just declare your specific area so what is it like U of T and toronto no U of T and ubc will just ask like (laughs) oh what general area are you interested in going to and then if you know that you're interested in going to the sciences then go here if you're interested in applied sciences so like engineering and stuff like that then you can go there and then i think most people won't have too much difficulty on deciding one of those broad areas to go into anyways because mm-hmm. yeah at least for me the the process that we did was the pr- process of elimination so i knew that i did not <laughs> want to do specifically business i n- did not want to go into engineering not like i could go into engineering anyways because i dropped math hl <laughs> as soon as i could <laughs> <laughs> but no i didn't want to do engineering and then i also wasn't really interested in arts and i previously discussed that we weren't really considering social sciences just out of practical reasons sniff and then mm-hmm. that really just <laughs> left like the health sciences life sciences medical sciences stuff anyways so we're just like okay sounds good mm-hmm. and then i'm like certainly definitely not opposed to that area that would be the area i would be interested into going to anyways so it works out mm-hmm. yeah so don't worry about it too much and then honestly like yale wasn't the only one that did that either like okay my father is a bit of a university addict so we visited so many other american universities while we were there too yeah and most of them have <laughs> shopping periods and most of them don't ask you to do a declaration as soon as you get in and then shopping periods were basically just a, like a week or two where you get to go around go to different classes and then see which ones you liked and which ones you didn't before you could commit to one and then i really like that as well but yeah you know what? i won't worry too much about it do you know any canadian universities that do that not exactly the same thing the daughter of the university expert (laughs) no (laughs) um i mean i said already you just do your general direction and i'm sure you have a lot of room to explore afterwards because i was looking at some of the specializations you could go into um in your second or third year uh and then there are a lot of directions you can go into so you have a lot of room to choose after you general direction but i think it's smart to choose a general direction anyways also i saw this random statistic from this mit youtuber gal um and she said something like some crazy number about um a percentage of mit students who ended up in a career that had nothing to do with their education their post-secondary education so it was like it was a big number so 
I wouldn't say this really applies to Canadian universities or just like not the super prestigious universities, but I don't know, interesting thought to have. Like you could study something and end up in a different career for it. So, okay, while we're here, let's bring it back to Canadian universities and the ones I specifically apply to. Because as I mentioned before, my dad is a university addict, so I had the privilege yes. of visiting all of these actually. Um, not super in depth, like I didn't go on tours for most of them, but I got to visit the campus and get a general feel of things. So UBC, um, that's close to where I live anyways, is beautiful. <laughs> the campus is really pretty and also British Columbia is just a really beautiful province. So yeah, and it also has like a pretty good environment and social life. Like I would say it's a pretty balanced school and then it's one that my brother was recommending me to go to because he was like, I think it really fits your personality and then it'd be a good university to go into. Mm-hmm. SFU, I can't say too much about the student life or anything, but I visited it a couple of times and it seems pretty chill. And then I follow some people on Instagram who go there and it seems pretty chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Waterloo. Waterloo has Mr. Goose, my love. Um, <laughs> Mr. Goose? Yeah, is their mascot. Uh, he's oh. a wonderful. Um, Waterloo, okay, obviously all the Ontario universities come with the big minus that it gets so cold there and you get so much snow and I'd rather not deal with that, (laughs) but what can you do? Waterloo is infamous for being like a study school, of being like kind of competitive, kind of nerdy, kind of dead social life, and then I would say that that's kind of true. Okay, studying is really hard there as well, especially if you're in engineering or computer science or anything like that, so have fun. Um, (laughs) But my brother said this to somebody who asked him about the social life there, and he said that it's really what you make of it. Oh, I've mentioned this in the last episode, but Waterloo's social life is really just what you make of it. Like, if you put in the effort to put yourself out there, to join different organizations, to connect with new people to initiate hangouts and parties then it's really not that bad at all like there's nothing wrong with the people there but if you just stay a slow social recluse and don't make any effort to participate in anything else other than studying then of course your social life's going to be dead but that's not necessarily the university's problem it's your problem (laughs) okay mcgill mcgill gave me a really bad impression not gonna lie first of all it was in french and then I, I study French uh, quite a bit, but that still wasn't super great because I don't love the language, sorry. Um, and then also, the day I visited, it just smelled like smoke. Like, a lot of people were smoking, so it was not the greatest vibe. But I'm sure that there's a lot more to it than just smoke and French. I just didn't get the best experience there. I was talking to my brother because he went mm-hmm. there. Um, and he does not speak an ounce of French, but he's like, it's fine, because most of the people around the campus speak English, like almost everyone mm-hmm. does. If you go really far, then there might be places that are more Frenchy, but like, especially around campus, it's very uh, Englishy. Yeah. But he did also say that there are a lot of homeless people around, like the, the I guess the, the neighborhood mm. isn't always the best. Mm-hmm. Um, like Amy said, I imagine that there would be some smoke. Yeah. Um, and like he says that he sees quite a few, he saw quite a few, I guess, like homeless people on the streets mm-hmm. were sleeping in sleeping bags and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is very that brings sad. up a good point. Because um, another thing about universities you want to look at when you're applying and when you're choosing which one to go to is also like the city it's in. So UBC, the Vancouver campus, I can't speak of the Okanagan one, but Vancouver is a great city. <laughs> yeah yes. um we may be biased yeah S- but... sfe too <laughs> and in waterloo mm-hmm. would not be my top option okay waterloo is good because there's so much really good asian food there like when i i stayed <laughs> there for a while um and then we just got to drive around and then there's literally like a 
super good looking asian restaurant everywhere you look so then that really hyped me up um but also it's a really small city and there's not that much to do in my opinion like i visited and i was kind of bored i just stayed home all day and read so that was like something that i might not be looking super forward to but also it's like what is it a 30 minute drive from on uh, toronto like it it's a drive away from toronto so if you ever get bored and want to visit the big city then it's always an option for you um mcgill yeah mcgill the location was not too great in my opinion either i think it's kind of like smack dab in like but it's surrounded by roads i remember there being a lot of roads and there being like random buildings yeah so it's like seems kind of to be in an industrial area i don't know if that's the right word like some type of city (laughs) area in a roady area yeah i remember it looking very gray though me too yeah with some red but mostly gray yeah i don't remember too much of mcgill but yeah nothing really left that strong of an impression on me um mcmaster i visited it for like probably two minutes max because i'm pretty sure it's like <laughs> close to another university we're visiting i forgot which one exactly i think it was waterloo i don't remember but like we visited at night we just like the building went like whoa and then left <laughs> western western left a really good impression on me it is notoriously a party school which i'm like <laughs> i'm not a super party person i would like to engage in some social activities but i definitely am not like a frat kid or a sorority girl or anything like that um but western okay first of all they had so many geese i was in love i counted 23 when i visited that number has stuck with me to this day um and then also it was just really warm and then like the community felt really alive when i visited like there's some type of event going in the building in the central building when i visited so obviously there were a lot of people there and everything but just like the vibes felt on point nod Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so that's actually western i think is my top choice right now um and then mm-hmm. there there's like there's a program that i'm interested in um which yeah there's a program that i'm interested in and also like there's the plus side of i really like the community and i don't think the city was too bad either although i don't really remember maybe i should check that but yeah <laughs> that was that was my main plus side and then uft i also only like we just drove around it it's quite large nod and then also i heard that housing is very expensive but obviously like toronto is a great city um and then the buildings are beautiful it was like it was really quiet when we went i think like they were probably on break or something like that but it was it was pretty cool it was okay no not huge impression either so anyways that's my thoughts on it okay you know we 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 also visited queens and queens has a really good business program and like a medical program i think but i really didn't want to go there because i didn't feel super at home there um and it also like i didn't like the area like they have some top floors that don't even have wi-fi it seemed kind of low techy does that make sense anyways it's not good vibes <laughs> so no queens and that concludes my opinions on university section <laughs> very appreciated that gave me a good rundown because i think other than uft um university of toronto and mcgill and ubc I haven't really visited many of the ones because I don't have a university expert as my father. (laughs) Yes. And for the recommendation of the week, I finally had something to pitch in. (laughs) So this was kind of off the top of my head, but um, it's a YouTube channel by the name of Amanda Mariana. And I just thought she's a pretty interesting channel. She's really well-spoken. There's a lot of really interesting topics on there. And... I know that like these social commentary like teenage girl type of videos started 
increasing in popularity a lot and then i do enjoy them quite a bit because they make me feel smart but yes. yeah i think there's a lot we can learn from there and then a lot more you can um engage with like society and become more conscient of what's happening around you so i think she's mm-hmm. a good person to get that information from and i haven't seen anything problematic from her channel yet so definitely recommend i enjoy her videos a lot she seems like a really cool person um and then there are a lot of similar channels that you can find after you start getting into that area of content but that's up to you if you're interested in it (laughs) (laughs) anyways go check it out if you want yes i feel like commentary channels are a good way not maybe not always the most reliable way but a good way nonetheless to like have in the background and get your news and also have an entertaining time and I feel like, okay, I feel like this episode helped me get a better grasping of what applying to universities yeah. will be like. Um, I'm still putting it off. I'm putting off the stress for Grace of the Future. Yeah, that's actually that's okay. It. You don't need to worry about it right now. But, don't, do not concern yourself. <laughs> but just based on how clueless I am, I'm sure that a lot of people who know what they're doing, maybe they're in the process of applying right now, or maybe they did it last year or a few years ago. Uh, feel free to send us some advice. That would be actually greatly, greatly appreciated. You can reach us over on Instagram. Our handle is at tobehonestpod. Yep, and as always, thank you so much for your support. If you want to hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating, that would be much appreciated. And, oh my god, this episode is coming out in 2022. <gasps> it's still oh 2021 gosh, as of this recording, It'll though. It's 2022. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah, see you okay. in the new year. See you in the new year. Wait, we are in the new year. Okay. See you next week. <laughs> sure, that works. <laughs> see you next week.